This is Lewis Riddick of ESPN. You are listening to the SteelerNation.com podcast. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, and I know we've been talking about the DJ contract, but there's somebody else on this roster that deserves to be paid. And just like TJ Watt and Micah Fitzpatrick, he deserves to be paid as the highest paid player at his position. I'm speaking, of course, of kicker Chris Boswell. Now, Chris is easily the second best kicker in the league, only behind Justin Tucker, who is an all-world generational kicker. If he wasn't in the AFC, everybody would be talking about Chris Boswell making the Pro Bowl every year. Heck, he can't even be the best kicker in his division since since, uh, Justin Tucker's over in Baltimore. But... Everybody does consider him being 1B to Justin Tucker's 1A, and the stats prove it completely. Last year, 8 for 9 on kicks from over 50 yards. Set a record at Heinz Field. He's an A-plus kicker over the last three years, meaning he has over 90% on his kicking percentages. He won four games for us last year in regulation or overtime, and he has never missed a kick in the postseason. 16 for 16. He is clutch. Always has been clutch. Always slows down at the end of games. Has never missed a game winner, a game tying field goal. That is why you would sign a player like this long term. Now, we go back to 2018, Steeler Nation, and I remember our conversations were much different. A lot of you guys wanted to kick him out. There are very, very few organizations that would have kept a kicker that missed not only seven field goals, but five extra points in the same season. But I was saying, nay, nay, Steeler Nation, we are not getting rid of Boswell, and here is why. Well, first, it would be detrimental contract-wise. There's too much dead cap. But secondly, his kicking motion was different. You can tell he was playing injured. It affected his accuracy. He came back the next year and picked up completely right on his Pro Bowl level from his 2017 campaign. That is why he was retained. This is also why he needs to be paid at the highest level of kickers now in the NFL. So Justin Tucker is the league standard, and he is making five mil a season. So what would a contract look like for Boswell? I'm thinking more like a four-year, 20 to $22 million contract making him the highest paid kicker in the league before Justin Tucker even comes back up for another contract. But to me, that is value. You let me know, Steeler Nation, what you're thinking. Make sure to comment. Now I want to talk about my main theme of this podcast. Where is Larry Okunjobi going to play on this offense? And I've done a lot more research. I've gotten a lot more definitive, and I'll show you exactly where I think he's going to line up. Now, he was drafted by Cleveland to play nose, and he played there for four years. Since he had him for a year, and when they had him, they moved him more to a three-tech. What happened when they moved him to three-tech? His productivity exploded. League highs, or career highs, for tackles for loss, quarterback pressures, and sacks. So now let's talk about Positional numbers and what this three-tech, zero-tech nose tackle means. 
I made a handy chart. <laughs> I'm an artist. <laughs> Not as good as my daughter, but I still do pretty well. So here it is, center. Guards are on either side of the center, and then you got tackles on either side of them. So zero is the number. These positions, you hear zero tech, one tech, five tech, three tech, seven tech. It has to do positionally where you line up. If you're straight up on the center, you're zero. If you're the gaps in between the center and guards, you are one. So the nose tackle attacks the zeros and the ones. In our system, the defensive ends are three techs. So they line up anywhere between three and five, to tell you the truth, because sometimes Cam will line up wide outside of the tackle, and that will make sure that he can get around or try to force that edge and try to swap with whoever the outside linebacker is coming through. So we had him starting off in his career at nose tackle, playing the zero to one. We've already gone over on the last podcast. He is the exact same size as our current nose tackles. Same size as Alu-Alu and Adams. Weight-wise, exactly the same. An inch taller, but exact same length, same, same weight. So he has the possibility to be positioned flexible to the nose, but I think his spot, is going to be on left defensive end. The spot that was played by Chris Wormley last year, I think will be Okunjobi this year. So he will line up in three tech. It will have him not only have more opportunity to get in there, but as he's saying, with better talent, he's going to do better. So let's hear it directly from the words of the Jedi Master, Obi-Wan Ganjobi. He states, you know I'm surrounded by ballers. You know, you got Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, and Alex Highsmith. And you know, we went to college together. As I said in the last podcast, Highsmith and Okunjobi both went to Charlotte and played one year together. So it will be good to get back with him. But the ability to go out there and make plays, rush the passer, put a lot of pressure on offenses, you know, I think it just allows us to go out there and play. The Steelers fit my skill set really well. I'm excited. You know, I think the scheme fits me well. I'm excited for what Coach Carl Dunbar can do and Coach Austin has in store for me. Once again, I'm just taking it one day at a time, you know, attacking rehab, getting myself back. I'm just excited. You can probably hear it in my voice. I've been out of football for longer than I'd like, so I'm excited to get back. And then it continues on later. I always think it's been a part of my game, just being able to first step, quickness, you know, getting off the ball, things of that nature. So that's just something that happens. I've always had it naturally and done it well. I played nose my first four years in Cleveland, so I never really got to use all of those tools, being able to play three technique and really utilizing my skill set and my athleticism was really important and kind of gave me the ability to open up my game a lot more and put me in position to get more in one-on-ones to sack the quarterback. Just help the team win. That's the biggest goal. Just finding ways to win. This is a hard league to win in, and everybody has a role to play. Maximizing your role the best way possible and just making your team and your teammates better. Well said, Jedi Master. I'm excited now to watch him play. I hope you guys are too. Now it is time on the show where we, of course, take questions from Steeler Nation directly from the website. So make sure to go over to SteelerNation.com. Sign up. It is free. I throw up a thread every Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, when I'm starting the vidcast, I pop it up. So you have a chance to get your questions answered directly on my podcast. 
So looking forward to hearing from you over at SteelerNation.com in the football forum, guys. First questions are coming over to us from Lidos, our great Steeler Nation member from Venezuela. What happened with DK? As you know, Steeler Nation, or may not know on the podcast-wise, we have just left at the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Though nothing is wrong with my relationship with DK, I think he's an awesome mentor. Uh, he was fantastic to work with, and I still highly recommend anybody wanting to go over and check out the great podcast over on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Um, we're just a victim of our own success now, guys. Uh, SteelerNation.com now gets 2.2 million hits. In a month where nothing happened, we had our best month in June. So we're just growing by leaps and bounds. So we decided to bring the cast back in-house to be more in line with the site's sponsorship goals. So nothing personal. Uh, DK and all those guys over there, uh, Eddie especially, Andy, Andrew as well, that helped to edit those podcasts, did a phenomenal job. So nothing but the greatest things for those guys at DK and, and still – I hope to see them again in the future. Uh, number two, Larry Okunjobi's contract is all guaranteed according to Joe, Joel Corey. So $8 million is a lot less than he was going to get from the Bears, but still a significant starter kind of money for sure. Do you think this means he is seen as a starter? Also, for that guaranteed money, he must be healthy already, or it would be very risky move. Thoughts? Yes. Number one, easy. He's going to be a starter. He's going to be our starter, starting left defensive end, not nose tackle. I think in some sense, some situations he may come in as a nose if they're trying to do something schematically, but I think he will line up as the starting left defensive end. Um, number two, Steelers got one of the top medical staffs in the league. Um, he was checked out by them, and he's good to go. They wouldn't have signed him otherwise, but Let's get more of an understanding about his, his injury. I did a little bit of research on the Liz Frank surgery that he had on January 20th. Um, so according to Dr. Robert Anderson, the co-chairman of the NFL's foot and ankle committee, so he knows his stuff about feet, it is a five to six month injury for rehab, which puts him between June 20th and July 20th to finish his rehab. Obviously, the front end, we signed him right around the June 20th end. He cleared our specs to be able to think that we can have him back and ready to go. And if he's ready by that 720, he's ready before training camp starts on 727. So we're good to go. Not an issue at all. So I think he should be 100% ready to go at training camp. Uh, and he's already been cleared. Otherwise, they wouldn't have signed him by that 620 date. So really looking forward to seeing how he can add to our team. Uh, question three, which running backs do you have on a short list of possible signings? I'll give you the shortest list possible. We talked about it on multiple shows. Johnson. Moving on. After seeing the wide receiver McLaren uh, get a new contract, which I see is absurd, by the way. Thoughts on the DJ situation. I don't see how they can agree to a new contract. $20 million or more is too rich for us at wide receiver. I disagree. I disagree. It's now the market standard for wide receiver. Uh, I've been, I went over this on the vidcast. It was my show. You guys can check that out over on podcast or over on our YouTube channel. Um, but it is strictly what he's worked now. We should have signed him back when he wanted to be signed for 16 mil at the end of the year. He said 18 million at the beginning of free agency. Now his number has been pushed to 20 by a receiver. That's not even as good as him. So what are we going to do? 
you sign him. You still have to sign the guy. You got nobody behind him. He's progressing well in this offense. He is our offense. To me, he's a keystone in this offense, especially with a new quarterback in the system because he's going to get open better than anybody else in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. So not signing him long-term is going to do us a disservice and sign him now before he becomes a 25 to $30 million a year wide receiver because that is going to be the going rate on wide receivers next year when the contract comes back in and those contracts are going to jump by 20 million a season, not by the 10 to 12, like we have been seeing for the past decade, 20 million a season when that new contract gets signed, because there's more revenue streams, more money for all inflation. Here we go. <laughs> so that 20 million is not going to mean anything to us with the contracts going up. Blitz comes out at us. How you doing blitz? Uh, who will be our three starting defensive linemen? Uh, as I see it, going left to right, I think it's going to be Okunjobi at the left. Sent, uh, nose tackle is definitely going to be Alu-Alu starting off. And then right is, of course, all-world Cam Hayward. Uh, Drink Iron City with the final questions. With Coach Tomlin seemingly taking a backseat to defensive play calling, do you think that will morph us into getting a better in-depth overall defensive game plan week in and week out, a game plan better suited to attack the oncoming offense that week, I know Co Coach Tomlin will still have his input, but I think the lesser he has to do on game day, the wider brushstroke during the week in giving the D defensive quarters leeway. And I agree with you to an extent there. Uh, I think Coach Tomlin is still going to be very much in to have the input on the game planning for that week. That is what he does. But as a leader, he needs to make sure he can delegate his responsibility effectively. And now he has two guys on defense that I feel he can de delegate that responsibility to. Austin, who he is comfortable with the play calling, and even Flores, who has run his own football team. He can do anything. So with those two guys being able to run the defense on game day, this opens up Tomlin to be able to communicate with players directly. And that is where his skill set is most used. Also, he's going to be able to con concentrate more on game management I think our challenges are going to be much better this season. Watch it. Number two, is there any chance we bring back Joe Hayden as a depth player this year? Would Joe be a viable option for a one-year ability-wise? Uh, I think the, the chance of bringing Joe in this season are slim to none. And the reason why is there's just no place for him. We've already brought in Wallace. We've re-signed Witherspoon, who played his position last year when he wasn't playing. And played it well. So, and then we also have Sutton, who can also play outside. So we don't have, really have a spot for him to play. Still have Justin Lane behind those guys as well. Um, at free safety, we don't have a spot for him as well. Mika Fitzpatrick's our starter. So where would he fit on this team? How can he get on this team? If nobody signs him and we sustain a significant injury to one of those outside cornerbacks, I see us bringing back Joe Hayden for a one-year contract, very low, 3 to $5 million range. That's the only place I see him playing on our offense this year. But I think somebody else is going to sign him sometime in training camp. Um, number three, with a new addition on the defensive line, do you feel we are pretty solid in so much that we don't get embarrassed to the degree we got versus the rush last season? Yes, that was the worst thing to watch ever, Drink Iron City. Um, 
Alu-Alu coming back, I think, is going to be the biggest part of us being able to solidify that nose tackle spot. And he was our best run defender easily. Also, I think getting Miles Jack and having competitive inside linebackers, taking some pressure off of Bush um, so Bush doesn't have to do everything or try to do everything because that's when he's not at his best. Let him play. Let him be athletic. Let Jack attack the ball, and we are good to go. And I think that's a little bit more so that just Okunjobi, he's just a cherry on top, to tell you the truth. He can help out. I'm not sure that he's going to be that much better in the run game than Wormley was. They might be right about here, but just getting a competent nose really is going to affect how good we're going to be playing and affecting that nose, that uh, that run game. Last question, huge hailstorm at my place. Baseball and jagged-sized hail, major damage to my town and country place. So many new contractors, new, uh, have suddenly repaired and sprang up, identifying as local, but buyer beware. It's just like, to bring this to anyone who has gone through or is currently going through a properly a property tragedy, to be sure and do their homework as to who they hire. Don't give down money until you have an actual number yard and receipt. You can write the checks to materials and suppliers, ask for timesheets of the workers, etc. This is all to protect yourself from fraud. My biggest concern for Joe Average, just making those who need to be aware of things, shysters try to pull. I'm a plumbing and HVAC contractor and have seen a lot of fraudulent activities going on. So just sharing ideas to help. Thank you so much, Drink Iron City, for making sure to be vigilant. If you have home damage for this global warming crap that's causing these storms to be more aggressive to our homes, make sure you do your research before hiring a contractor. And also making sure it's a valid contractor. Word of mouth, someone that is in the industry that recommends someone is also the way to go as well. Uh, thanks for putting out the podcast, Striker. Congratulations on being independent and spending the time to make it happen. Thank you very much, Drink Iron City and all of you at Steeler Nation for making sure that the questions to the podcast happen. So I salute you as well. Uh, be sure to check out our sponsors, Total Sports Enterprises, over on their website, tseshop.com, and follow them on Twitter at Total Sports ENT to get free signed Steelers merch, jerseys, signs, helmets. All you got to do is follow them and retweet them, guys. Easy as crap to win something. That's our sponsor. Uh, check out our vidcast. It's going to be Tuesday at 7 o'clock this week live over on YouTube slash Steeler Nation. Be sure to subscribe to our channel to make sure that you are in the know when we start moving forward. Uh, read our great Pittsburgh Steeler focus articles at SteelerNation.com. Follow us on Twitter at SteelerNation, on Instagram and Facebook at SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Twitter at underscore SM podcast or over on Instagram at SteelerNationPodcast. And of course, follow your host, Striker at SN Striker on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. Thanks for joining us for the Steeler Nation podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers! <laughs>